This is the Freeology Podcast. We are your hosts, Chuck Swinson. And I'm Jason Lyle. The Freeology Podcast is about encouraging critical thinking that leads to positive change. So come along with us on a journey as we strive to become better versions of ourselves. Hey everybody, welcome back to Freeology On Air. I am here with my good friend Chuck Swinson. Hello. Chuck, I've been enjoying doing these uh, little short ones and talking about like the progression of what we've been doing for the last two right. years and things we've learned out of it. Yep. And, it has been fun and it's been, uh, you know, it's kind of one of those, in some ways it's, it's easy, but it's not easy. It's easy in the sense of it's, we know it's a quick blurb, mm-hmm. but then at the same time, once you get rolling in it, it's like, no, it's only supposed to be a quick blurb and, and not a long, you know, 30, 40 minute podcast. Yeah, well, that's what you and I just talked about over a coffee was uh, doing some more podcasts, just the two of us, and expanding on some of these things a little bit further, because they are important. Right, and we're going to try to get a little bit better about the time frame, so that way, whenever we're talking about uh, stuff actually going on, it's not like three or four months later, and uh, and work on that. Releasing podcast in December, talking about how hot it is, we're going to go out mountain bike, it's 102 degrees outside, that's That's because we recorded it in July. That's right, and then we have have Christmas in July, because we're listening to our Christmas episode. Yeah, we're going to get a little bit better about that. That's right. So tonight we're talking about spiritual integration. Um, And and what I wrote down here was spirituality without action is theology. Spirituality with action is freedom. And what I mean by that, Chuck, and and you and I have had this conversation a dozen times, is, you know, I grew up in a church that we really didn't have action items around our spirituality, right? If we prayed, we asked God for things, or we told God what it was that we needed. Um, you had the weirdo people who fasted, but you weren't supposed to tell anybody that you were fasting, right? <laughs> That's and, right. And, and then we had, you know, go to church, tithe your money, um, mission work. But mission work was almost always tied to proselytization, right? right? Like we're going to try to convert people while we're doing that. But I don't ever remember anybody saying, Jason, this is how you practically take your spiritual practice and you move it out into your everyday action. Now, there's plenty of people telling me what not to do, right? Like right. we don't do this and we don't do that. But there would, and, and if you were to say, well, by what mechanism am I not supposed to do whatever that is, have sex before marriage, drink alcohol, smoke cigarettes, whatever that was, they would say, because Jesus saved you, right? Right. And so with with what I have learned over the past two years is what happens in the morning during this time on a yoga mat, in this time of meditation, in this time of being in the cold water, and I mean, that process, you know, this takes some time out of your day right. is that the compounding returns on those actions in the morning, give me a way to act throughout the day that helps me actually view my decisions before I make them. Right. So I end up having this platform of being able to go, this is true spiritual integration. This is my spiritual life that happens on the mat every morning of my life and I can see it play out in my life 
on a day-to-day basis, which has been extremely freeing for me. Have you have you experienced that yourself? Yeah, I think, um, you know, a lot of times, uh, you know, when I think about why we did things, especially in church, uh, you know, the, the walk in the spiritual walk, it was always equated to because you needed to be a certain way. You needed to behave a certain way. You needed to versus um, as you walk and as you are mindful, you know, as you as you put stuff before you at the beginning of the day, these things will start playing out just in your everyday life. Mm -hmm. And there wasn't a program that had to put it there. Mm -hmm. There wasn't the, 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 uh, what is called the Romans road. Romans road. I was (laughs) thinking the same thing. Yeah. The the Romans road to salvation versus it's just a, that you got to draw somebody in. You know, we always had to memorize that versus, Mm -hmm. you know what? I just get up and, and I start my day out, you know, uh, in this practice and when I walk out a better person on the days that there's some days you don't do it. And, mm-hmm. you know, even this morning wasn't a, it was a last minute morning and uh, my wife actually helped slow me down. She went, why, why don't we just slow down for a minute? Mm-hmm. You know, let's take some time. And so, <clears throat> you know, with that, so that way the rest of the day, you know, you, you put that into practice, you know, take time when things start becoming rushed because you apply it to, you know, just from the very beginning, getting up throughout the day. And it's not a program. It's just, it's just a way of being. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. I love what you said, especially what you said around. It's not something I'm trying to become. And I think for me, there was this idea of, well, one of these days you're going to be holy. And so now you need to work toward being holy what it feels like now is you're already holy. You just have to spend the time sitting inside of that holiness. And then it almost just naturally flows out into life. It's almost like I find myself more patient. I find myself more happy. I find myself more able to listen to a friend talk and really absorb what they're saying and not have to, Oh, well, I'm going to fix that as soon as you quit talking, you know, or, Mm -hmm. or I've got an idea about that. It's more like I really find myself being able to be present with who I'm with, with what I'm with, and be, and, and the only way I know to say is like, okay, inside of my own skin. Does that right. make sense? Yeah. And I think about, you think about uh, Jesus with the individual who was caught in adultery, mm-hmm. you know, and whenever it was all said and done, he looked down at the person and uh, said, hey, uh, where's your accusers? Mm, they're not here. So, and but then he, whenever he, his next phrase as he talks is what we're all to take on, go and uh, he used the word go and sin no more, but go and live in the present moment that you're at right now that you don't have to be, you don't have to do these things, mm-hmm. you know, and it's not, it wasn't a program. He didn't set her up on some action step. He just said with what you've been given right here, with where you're at right now, you're whole, mm-hmm. you can go do and not do this anymore, mm-hmm. you know, and live out your life. Yeah. It's like he was saying, Hey, you know, the culmination of your choices brought you to these consequences and you were about to die for those consequences. So now, where are those people that were about to kill you? And she yeah. goes, they're going. He goes, yeah, that's right. Now, how about we just stop doing that? Yeah. How, about, how about we move in a better direction? And it seemed to be more about her position of who she was so sociologically, maybe even psychologically, but definitely spiritually. He's right. going, hey, look, you're forgiven. And that's, you know, when I think back across the Christian walk, 
I, I can't remember who first said this, you know, Jesus died for your sins, so why waste them? And it was said as a joke, you know, like, yeah. well, you know, go and, you know, Jesus died for our sins, so I can just act however I want to. But there is a bit of that thread that ran in my life. Mm-hmm. Instead of going, well, the, the really underlying uh teaching of penal substitutionary atonement is you are forgiven and now you should be able to live a life of being forgiven of being holy right um and and that seems like what the practices is kind of given is like this idea of sitting with this person that is already complete and not looking for some other way to be completed well you know and it's like we've talked about other times it's every day just waking up and when you live in the in, in the bounds of of forgiveness, forgiveness is freedom, mm-hmm. you know. And whenever you start with yourself and you forgive yourself, and I think that's where we're going, we're going to be marching into with the next uh, mm-hmm. segment episode. But that's where freedom uh, can come from, mm-hmm. and you can live out. Yeah, absolutely, no doubt. It, it's very easy to live in the theology world of knowledge, and we talked about this earlier uh, over our coffee. It's easy to live in the knowledge of food. But to have the freedom from food is a whole nother topic uh, versus having the knowledge of food. Mm-hmm. No different with our spiritual walk. It's easy to live within the confines of what we think we know about spirituality that that we think gives us structure versus living in the freedom that um, it's all it's all the time learning, evolving, and we're finding the freedom from living within that other now. Absolutely. So as we bring this to a close, uh, you know, talking about integration, our practice how integration should bring about a freedom for what we do and not a a have to. Uh, that would be kind of like what we, in our spiritual world of theology, but versus our spiritual world of freedom. It should bring about a freedom of who we get to go be for the rest of the day. Right on. All right, man. Hey, appreciate you. Yeah, appreciate you. <laughs> and everybody who listens to this. <laughs>